0: everyone welcome to this week's episode of my podcast is breakfast included now before i get into this week's episode i just wanted to apologize about last week's episode we try and be as consistent as possible here but sometimes it's beyond our control so the kevin Bloodsoe interview aired a couple of days late and if you haven't checked it out you should it's a great interview so my apologies my apologies my apologies that being said this week my guest is the bassist producer and publisher. I know him as the Ampeg guy, Dino Minoxilis. He's worked for Ampeg for several years. He tells me a little bit about that, what he does in his spare time, and of course, what he likes for breakfast. So let's check it out. All right, man, tell me who you are.
1: Well, my name is Dino Minoxilis. I'm the brand marketing manager for Ampeg Base Amps um i've been with the company been with the brand now going on just about 17 years and um it's man it's just it's been an absolute dream come true you know we're, working for a brand like ampeg especially being a bass player
0: yeah yeah they're kind of like you're also known as the ampeg guy correct
1: <laughs> well yeah um i i I, I agree to that. Um, <laughs> uh, there's so many, actually, there's so many guys out there that, that refer to themselves as the Ampeg guy, and rightfully so. But yeah, it's kind of a title that's been bestowed upon me over the last probably, I don't know, five or 10 years. So yeah, I, I'll say it. I am.
0: <laughs> oh All right, on, man. Well, um, you know, tell me where you're from. Tell me how you got started in this business
1: oh man so uh, I'm a bass player obviously um uh, uh right now I live in southern New Hampshire, I'm about an hour north of Boston um you know, I got started as a bass player playing around with local bands and doing my thing here in New England, and eventually I ended up moving out to l a um to chase a dream basically i I went to m i musicians Institute for a year and um that was like early '90s. Um, I after I graduated from MI, I ended up teaching there.
0: Okay, is that when and, it was called a uh, MIT and BIT and
1: yeah? yeah okay, yep, yeah.
0: yeah. It was B- I, yeah, BIT G-I-T and BIT. I think it was.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was funny because my parents always made jokes to their to their friends. Like when I was attending there, I was like, yeah, my son's out in LA going to MIT, and they were like, <laughs> really, Dino the the musician, I didn't realize he was that smart. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I had, I stayed in LA for probably almost 10 years. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of ran its course, you know, my, my wife, I got married when we were living in LA, we had our first daughter in LA and, you know, that that kind of lifestyle is like, well, all our family was back here in New England. So we made the decision to move back to, to Boston. And, um, you know, I tell people, anybody that wants to get into this business that we're in, whether it's repping gear or selling gear or or teching or whatever, man, whenever you move to a new area or, or a new town or whatnot, get into a music store. And that's, that's basically what I did. I moved back to Boston. I started working at a local music store with some friends of mine. And, um, you know, um, one thing led to another. I, start, I hooked up with the, the local Ampeg rep that used to come into the store. And um, we weren't an Ampeg. It's funny. We weren't an Ampeg dealer at the time. And um, he opened up the store for Ampeg. And the store owner comes down and he tells me, Hey, he's listen, I just bought about $5,000 worth of Ampeg gear. So you better get your buddies in here to sell this stuff. <laughs> and, uh, within a month, five grand worth of Ampeg gear was gone. And the rep comes back in. He was like, I don't know what you did, man. But as well, I called all my base playing buddies and they, nobody else around here sells Ampeg. So, you know, they came in and bought stuff from me. And, uh, that kind of led to a gig with Ampeg just going to the trade shows and demoing gear for them. And, um, you know, one thing led to another and it started, off. it ended up, it was like, you know what, It, it it's cheaper for us to just hire you full time than it is to pay you as a consultant to come in and do these trade shows for us. So do you want to, do you want a job going around to music stores and, and talking about new gear and, and, uh, you know, helping their guys learn about Ampeg. And that's kind of how it started. And it's, you know, back then it was like, I just treated it like a regular gig with a band. It's like, man, if this gig lasts a year, two years, man, I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'll be stoked. It's like going to play for the home team. Right. And, and, you know, 17 years later, it's, it's turned into a career, really good career. So I've, I've been blessed in that way. You know, it's like, I get to work with all these great bands, all these great musicians, all this great gear. And, you know, up until pre-COVID, I was I was probably traveling, you know, half half the time I was traveling around the world doing clinics and presentations for them. So, it was really like working for a band, but I was a solo act. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was really cool, you know.
0: And so your yeah. your official title is like a product specialist or
1: it w- Yeah, for you know, it's funny, for the longest time I kind of nobody Nobody knew what title to give me because I kind of did a little bit of everything between artist relations and product specialists. So yeah, I was, I was, um, I was considered a product specialist. Um, and now, uh, in the last two years, Yamaha has actually purchased the brand. Um, and then they, they, you know, they pretty much said now your official title now is the brand marketing manager. You are the marketing guy or the brand manager for Ampeg at this point. Yeah. So
0: right on. Right on. Yeah. Um, and as the um your title with Ampeg, do you have you ever worked with uh you work with a lot of big name bass players, correct? Yeah. Yep. Is there any one of them that kind of blew you away that you're like, wow, I can't believe yeah, any any one of them that make you kind of nervous, like to me, like I I kind I in in my line of work I try to stay pro, but there's been that occasional artist where I have to tell myself like, all right, are you smiling too much while they're talking to you? Right? Have you ever? Do you have ever? Have you ever had that experience?
1: Man, all of them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I I I really am. I'm such a fanboy. You know, it's and it's funny like i'll hang up the phone with somebody and my daughter my my 24 year old daughter be sitting next to me she's like dad who's that i was like um that was nikki six from motley crew <laughs> <laughs> she'll be like oh my god i think it. i was like yeah you know um but no it, you know it's funny it, it's um and i think that's that's why i enjoy this gig so much is is number one i, I consider myself i consider myself a bass player just like they are And they're, you know, uh, of course their, their level of gig is a completely different level than what I'm on. But, you know, I, in a lot of ways, and I don't say this to be kind of cocky, but it's like, I consider ourselves equals. Um, but you, you just have a much really cooler gig than I do right now. And that's, (laughs) you, you know, but yeah, it's, I mean, there's been so many bass players that, that, I do. I kind of fanboy out. Like obviously, you know, the first time I met Stanley Clark and and I am a jazz guy at heart. I'm a rock rock guy and a jazz guy really. But when I met Stanley Clark, I was kind of like, all right, this is the real deal. Like this guy, you know, he, he's been a God to bass players for so many years. Um, But then on the other aspect of it, meeting, um, meeting Cliff Williams from ACDC, you know, who's, I mean, if you if you're looking for just excuse me for one second you know if you're looking for just an absolute rock solid like classic rock bass player like it's like he's the bass player of freaking acdc you know one of the biggest rock bands in the world and um and they were both such nice people to talk to like in in a minute after talking to him you're like you feel like you're at their level you know, and it's just, yeah, it, I, it it's an amazing experience, but yeah, the, I would say those two, like between Stanley Clark and Cliff Williams, and there's so many others in there, but those are the two, like, as, as soon as you ask that question, those are the two that kind of like really, uh, really kind of met, you know, met that criteria. And And then like, we were just talking about earlier, Tom Hamilton, <coughs> excuse me,
0: total sweetheart.
1: Uh, oh my gosh. Like, it's funny. I, I, I was like, dude, you know, I probably owe you some money for all the Aerosmith tunes that I've covered over the years, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then he and then we'd sit down and he would actually like, I, he was doing a class at Berkeley where I met him and, um, guys were asking him about, Hey, how'd you play this tune? Or how'd you play that tune? Or. And man, he demonstrate the tunes without any backing tracks, without any drum tracks. He just like off the top of his head. Like I remember somebody said, Hey, can you, can you remember the line, the baseline from uncle salty? <laughs> and, and, and it was like, and man, his groove, his inherent groove is just like, it is so amazing.
0: It is. It is,
1: uh, you know, but yeah, just a total sweetheart, total down to earth cat that, you know, he's like, you know, yeah. We've been blessed for the last fifty years to have this gig, you
0: know. Right on. Well, um, yeah. my next question, it'll it'll just require a yes or no answer. And maybe okay. we could talk about it after the call. Ever met ever do business or run across somebody that you wish you hadn't? <laughs> Cause it's it ruined that image you had of
1: them? Mm, no. I can't I really can't say that I have. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And I can elaborate on that, too. But no, I can't say that I that I really have because I know I know, you know, I know the same. Be careful of meeting your heroes sometimes because, you know, sometimes it's not what you expect and Mm -hmm. it just puts them in a bad light. But no, I can't really say that I have.
0: Yeah. Any Spinal Tap moments in your career uh, for Ah. your for your line of work? Like, like there's spinal tap moments in every aspect of this industry, but in your line of work, you ever had a spinal tap moment?
1: Oh, dude, I remember. Yeah, I remember I was demoing an amp. We had just launched this new line of amps. This was years ago. We had just launched this new line of amps. And I remember going in with a sales rep into this big store in Southern California and like really touting up this line of amps like, oh, man, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And da And I'm really talking up the amp. And uh, and one of the one of the sales guys in the store is all right, shut up already. Let's hear the thing. You know, and then I knew all the sales guys there. But uh, the owner of the store is there, there and I plug in the amp. And within seconds, the thing just like <laughs> <laughs> and just like a puff of smoke and it's gone. And and the same sales guy, he looks at me he goes, he just looks, he goes, well, I guess it sucks to be you right about now, doesn't it? <laughs> and, 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 you know, and at that point, I was like, hey, let me tell you about our, our five-year warranty here. <laughs> <laughs> I like, totally tried to recover, but it was just like, I knew I was in a plane that was going down at that point. I figured, what can I what can I say? So. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the one that uh that really got me in a in the spinal tap moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminds me of, there was a, there was an old movie with Michael Keaton. I can't I can't remember the name, but it's about it's about a car company and they build cars and and oh, he's gung ho. Yeah, he gives that <laughs> elaborate speech at the end like I want to drive one of our cars that we built together and he closes the door and the whole thing just falls apart.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> gung-ho yeah. yeah that was the name of it yeah
1: yeah you know I, luckily everybody in this business just kind of knows that you know like when you say the spinal tap moment everybody in this industry knows what you're talking about yeah. you know yeah so thank god they were forgiving about it though
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um you've written a few books too yeah i have
1: i have yeah um I actually, I just republished a what my first book I republished that was originally done by Hal Leonard. Um, I just republished it uh, like within the last month. It's called the odd meter basics. And it's, you know, it addresses basically playing music and odd time signatures. So again, there's that you're two Greek moment. <laughs> um but i mean if you're into zappa or rush or any kind of progressive rock or i mean even even pop music now is using uh, and always has used you know time odd times but um yeah i just released that um it can be if you go to uh if you go to lulu dot com l u l u you can uh you just type in odd meter basics or type my name dino monoxylus or just dino m and and you can buy it right through that website directly uh and then i've got all my other books are all out on mel bay um so anywhere on on the mel bay site if you type in my name in the search all my books should come up there as well so, yeah, it's been, you know, it's it, it, going back to my MI days, my 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 real my real love of of pl- playing bass is is teaching. And that's kind of where my background has always been is just teaching bass. Um, so that's kind of where those books kind of stem from every time I, you know, I'd come up with an idea after a lesson is like, hey, I should do a book on that. And uh and that's where those books came from. I haven't written one in a while. I I, I probably should at some point consider writing some more books because I really enjoy doing it.
0: Cool, cool. Yeah. And and you also have a, a world music group. Correct? Is it my am I describing that correctly? It
1: used, yeah, I used it's I used to play with a band, um uh I used to play with two bands. One was called Balkan Asia, which was a um it was basically it's kind of funny it it was a a bunch of jazz cats that i that i play with um that we actually we all went to church together when we were younger we went to the greek orthodox church and and we took these old greek orthodox hymnals from the church and rearranged them into like these jazz arrangements and, um, it was really true. Speaking of odd meters, cause that's, you know, I, yeah. it was, it, it's funny doing these gigs. Like you, you'd never in a million years, see anybody get up and dance because everything's in like five and seven odd time signatures and, you know, it wasn't really danceable music. So, uh, but yeah, that was, that, that was the group called Balkan Asia that I did. A, that was probably a few years ago since we've, we've done anything. Cause everybody's kind of separated and gone our own way. And then there was another band called Black Sea Salsa. That was a huge, huge, um, it, it, it was, it was billed as Armenian salsa <laughs> and uh, yeah, go figure. <laughs> um, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> that sounds like something
0: that would be on the uh, menu here at a Mexican food
1: restaurant. <laughs> exactly. Armenian exactly. salsa. Armenian salsa. That's, it was, it was a great band, lots of great, great awesome musicians and, um, yeah i'll i'll just leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and uh as far as gear man what is your uh, what is your go to gear what's your your base of choice
1: oh man uh right now it bounces between um i've always been a michael tobias design mtd fan mm-hmm. uh so i've got a couple of mtds And, um, between that, and I've also been a big Lakeland fan for many, many years. They've, they've always treated me really well too. Um, so it kind of depends on the gig that I'm doing. Um, I've had my, this one Lakeland I've had for roughly 15 years, actually right around the time I started doing this thing with Ampeg. Um, I got this Lakeland as a travel base and it ended up being my, it's been my main base for years now. Um, and then, uh, like I said, I, I, my wife bought me for my 50th birthday, uh, four years ago, she bought me my first MTD, which that anybody that knows my wife knows like that, she, she would never pick up the phone and call a bass manufacturer <laughs> to order a bass for me. But yeah, she, she, you know, she like totally blew me away. She called Michael direct and Mike and I are, are good buds from many years. She says, you know, my, my husband, Dino wants to buy a, uh, I want to buy him a bass for his birthday. And Mike exact knew exactly, you know, what I like in a bass and woods and this and that. And, you know, three months later he like stepped it up and, three months later on my 50th birthday, my wife and my kids presented me with this, uh, with this beautiful MTD right custom on, MTD. Man.
0: That's pretty awesome. I,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's that, that I will say that was a tear jerking. In fact, I remember saying, I was like, you know, I, I never cry when it comes to like sentimental moments and things like that. And that, that, that got me in the feels. <laughs> I, I got a little teary eyed on that one. So, <laughs> right on. Um, as far as amps, it's all Ampeg, man. It's And I don't say that just because I work for, for the brand. I've been an Ampeg fan, you know, years prior. To, you know, as a young kid, as a young bass player, I got my first SVT throwing papers, doing a paper route. Right and on. I saved up enough money to buy an old 72 SVT.
0: One of those and- backbreakers.
1: Yeah. You know, it was well, you know, back then I was sixteen, seventeen years old. It wasn't so bad. Know, now right? it's now at fifty four I'm like, Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I've I've played all sorts of different brands of amps and this and that. And you know, nothing nothing sounds like an S V T. There's yeah. just nothing that sounds like it.
0: I mean you know that's true. it's like I said, everyone's either had one or currently plays out of an ampeg.
1: Yeah 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 it's you know it's it's funny i it's just become it's kind of like the de facto sign sound that you know whether you're a bass player or not you know you just like you just know what a bass is supposed to sound like and generally it's you know some form of like i like a fender p or jazz or some traditional you know four string bass through an ampeg rig and mm-hmm. that's kind of what everybody's used to
0: hearing, you know? It's kind of like so, a guitar through a Marshall. Yeah. A, a Les Paul through a Marshall. Yep. I mean, yep. you don't need anything else. Yep. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And that's been, uh... And
0: know, any guitar I'm, players listening are probably going to yell and go like, yeah. What are you oh, talking
1: yeah. about, man? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you left out Fender Twin. You left out, <laughs> yeah. you know, Echo Play. You left out that, You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, that, that's the sound and I've, and I've got a bunch of different, obviously, you know, got working for the company as long as I have, I've, I've kind of accumulated a lot of different amps for different gigs. So, but, um, the most part, 90% of the stuff I do, if I can carry an SVT in in and out of the venue without like killing myself, or if I can hire somebody to help me do it for the night, I'll always bring an SVT. That's, that's my go-to amp.
0: Cool. Yeah. yeah um getting back to your your uh your your gig i had a question and, and i didn't ask it earlier this last year when everything just kind of shut down i know your gig re- requires you traveling a lot and going out and meeting with artists and seeing shows and 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 taking care of the artist uh i'm sure that affected you how did you how did how did you occupy your time you know yeah to keep everything did you reach out to all these artists and keep that that um communication going
1: yeah you know it so you know obviously you know we had no warning you know i mean it wasn't like we knew things were going to slowly dwindle down it was just like the world just kind of shut off one day back you know when when covid hit so yeah it was kind of um you know just I, i i gotta say I just kind of like kept in touch with everybody, just making sure, number one, everybody's healthy and safe. You know, like if you need anything, obviously nobody's touring right now. Um, So, you know, the need for a big, heavy amplifier or a touring rig or any kind of backline support is kind of how, you know, I kind of understand where we're at. So if you need anything, everybody knows where they can get me. You know, everybody has my cell phone number. Everybody has my email. Um, And it just kind of went quiet. You know, and 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 luckily, Yamaha and Ampeg because of my other gig with with Ampeg being the the brand guy. You know, we knew obviously we still have to develop new amps and we have to come up with marketing strategies and all that stuff as well. So, you know, they I was fortunate enough that they they kept me employed. And you know, in a lot of ways, and I know a lot of lot of friends of mine that work for other brands and other companies weren't so lucky. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I worked through the whole, the whole COVID thing. I ended up working. I wasn't traveling though. That's the thing that yeah. killed me. I was, you know, I, I'm used to working from home, but I'm not used to working from home month after month after month after month. And, um, I know I drove my wife and my kids absolutely nuts. But <laughs> like you, you know, when when you're out on the road, you know, you're kind of doing your own thing. And then when I come home from the road, we, my wife, I think it's kind of a common term in the industry. Everybody calls it reentry. Like, how was your reentry yeah. back into normal life? It's like, oh, it was a rough one this time, you know. Um. So but then I'd go back out on the road and I'd, I'd go out to Calabasas where ant located. I hang out there for a week or I would go and do clinics or seminars or whatnot. Um, that really, and I know I'm speaking for everybody in this industry, like it was kind of a blessing in disguise, but it was also, it, it was, it was torture in disguise. You know, the blessing was we get to spend a whole lot of time with our families And, you know, and, and drive them nuts, (laughs) you know, um, but you know, the flip side of it is, you know, we're all, I call myself a gypsy. I love traveling. I love being in different places. I love eating different foods and learning new experiences and seeing new cultures and and just hanging
0: with people. And, um, you know, I use the word nomadic a lot when I tell people that I'm very nomadic. It, yep. it takes a certain type of person to live in hotels, planes, buses, you know, and, and not, not saying, Oh, nobody can do it, but not, it's not for everyone. This yep. traveling gig, whether yep. it be your gig, my gig, it, it's really not for everyone, but yeah, yep. I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted, but I use that word nomadic a lot. I'm very nomadic.
1: No, that's that, that, that's a perfect word for it. Cause that's exactly right. It's not, it's not for everyone. and, um, you know, it, it's when I was traveling that much, you know, I have, I have a brother that commutes from New Hampshire into Boston every day and, you know, Boston traffic like LA traffic or any big city traffic, you know, there's some mornings you're in town in an hour. There's some mornings you're sitting on 93 for two and a half hours. And, you know, he'll tell me, he's like, man, I don't know how you get on a plane every week and fly here and fly. That must drive you nuts. I was like, I don't know how you sit in a car <laughs> right. in, in traffic for you know for two hours each way every day you know so it's it's kind of what we're all used to i guess and what we enjoy doing but um but yeah just you know over the last year again so to get back to to the original to the original question so what we have been doing lately is we do this online broadcast um with ampeg called svt time and we invite artists on and and we talk about everything from, from gear to touring experiences to, you know, like we had, we had uh, Phil Susan on a couple of weeks ago. And I know Phil, Phil's a Harley guy. I'm a Harley guy. We ended up talking about rebuilding our motorcycles on, on this, you know, on this, on this uh, live stream. So we're starting to go, like get more and more artists on this program and engaging them, engaging with them on that, just kind of, just kind of keeping everybody busy as much as we can sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Right on, right on man. Well, yeah. I only have a couple of more questions for you, Dino. Sure. Uh, the, uh, podcast is called, is breakfast included? <laughs> if okay. Bre- if breakfast was included, what would you have?
1: Oh, I'd probably, if breakfast was included, I'd have to say, I'm, I'd, I'd go with, uh, eggs benedict with smoked salmon like a set you know eggs benedict instead of the ham yeah some, yeah. some smoked salmon
0: <laughs> right on man
1: <laughs> don't ask me where that came from other than i just i i yeah
0: don't even ask <laughs> <laughs> who are you trying to impress on this podcast man <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I I remember having it. So, I remember having it a long time ago with somebody, and I I don't know where or why we had it, but it was just like, man, that was really really good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I I don't know if you have social media that 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 is related to AMPEG, but if you do, can they find you on like Instagram or any of that?
1: Yeah. So, um, well, obviously. A- Ampeg on Facebook and Ampeg on Instagram is, is always a staple there. Uh, as far as, as far as my stuff, you know, with Ampeg, um, you can always reach me. I think my Facebook, my Facebook handle is Dean, D E A N like as in James Dean. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Dino D I N O. Um, and then my last name and If And if you can figure out how to spell that, good, good good for you you but yeah you do any kind of search like ampeg dean or dino and and my my name will probably come up along with the ampeg thing
0: yeah when you mentioned the whole greek thing earlier i think of phil x who just started going by phil x because of his last name
1: Uh, yeah oh yeah of course of course or or gus g yeah you know i know gus is another greek guy and I remember at one point I was going to say, yeah, I think I'm going to change my last name or just call it Dino M. And, and my dad, who was alive at the time, he was like, I will disown you. <laughs> <laughs> and it was basically for all the crap that my grandfather and him and his brothers went through for not changing their name and sticking with the the full name. Yeah. People mispronouncing it, misspelling it, and this and that. He's like, I will disown you if you do that now. <laughs> all right, I mean. So in his in his honor, I've stuck to the last name.
0: Well, my last name is Guerra. G-U-E-R-R-A. But Okay. All my life people will look at that name and go, Oh, it's Guerrera or Guerrero. And I'm like, Yeah, no, it's right in front of you. <laughs> yep. There's not an extra yep. E and there's not an O. So Yep. Not yep. not to the extent of your name being mispronounced, but I get it. I get
1: yeah. it. <laughs> yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you just kind of wink and smile and go, yeah, that's close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that brother, is. I do appreciate oh. you taking the time to do this today. Um, it was great talking to you.
1: My absolute pleasure. And, it uh, has been fun. Thank you.
0: Let's definitely keep in touch. Yeah.
1: Yep. And if you need anything, you know where to reach. Yep. Absolutely.
0: Thanks a lot, my man.
1: All right, Bernie. Thanks,
0: pal. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right on. The Ampeg guy, Dino Monoxilis. You can check him out at monotunes, or excuse me, monotunesmusic.com and check out what he has to offer. He's got some great books that he's published. He's written. Um, He's also got a Mel Bay book that he's been featured in. You can find him at Dino Monoxilis on Instagram and check it out, man. See what he has to offer All right, guys, I'm out of here. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you next week.